Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Friday night, the best night of the week for Tech Vibe Radio. We are back at Expedience Expanded Data Center in Nova Place. Yeah, we sure are. Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to have them as great partners and happy to interview some great guests. Without a doubt. And we're like jumping right into it because as part of our neighborhood tour, we want to talk to the places that are in the neighborhood. And one of them being the Priory. I know. And actually, I, my mind was kind of blown because as I, as I said hello to, to John Grafter, he, he's part of the Priory, early on I was like, wait a second. Oh my goodness. I almost forgot. It was more than 23, 24 years ago. I wrote a feature about them when I worked at Gateway Press. And I think it's so awesome that it's quarter of a century later, and we're talking about the, the latest and greatest of the Priory. How cool is that? Well, thanks. And, you know, I'm, I'm, believe it or not, I'm only 40, so, I mean, I must have been about 15 when you did that story. So. <laughs> I was 20. Don't laugh too hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing at all. <laughs> Thank you. I love it, man. <laughs> I think it's cool. So tell us about the Priory. I mean, you were like a, this, this, this jewel here in the north side. Sure, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of an interesting story, actually, if I do say so. Uh, you know, we're a family-owned business, and uh, here on the north side, we have three core businesses. Okay. Uh, we've got our Priory Hotel, yes. which is 42 guest rooms. Uh, it, it had been a Benedictine monastery. Right. And then uh, next door. I have no idea. Right, yeah, it was a monastery. And uh, right next door, we have uh, our Grand Hall, which is uh, really restored. Lovely. That's what I wrote about was the Grand Hall. Right. And, but uh, we had, we've had an event there. We had an event at the Grand Hall many we years did. ago. Yes. We totally did. Yeah, uh, a couple times, actually. We're, and they were, were really... Great festival, right? Exactly. exactly. And they were really neat events because uh, it, the the props and everything, and they were in the it lighting. It was a lot of fun. Was, I, I've never seen anything like it. I was exactly. actually just looking at the pictures today. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. Oddly enough, yeah. And the third part is the... So our third part is our bakery. Yes. Fire Refined Pastries is up on East Ohio mm-hmm. Street. And... Uh, it's a commercial and retail bakery, and so we sell to the public out of a storefront, and then we do a lot of commercial right. uh, accounts as well, so hotels and things of that nature. I love it. So, yeah. and then we also have a couple of uh, a couple of uh, projects in the in the hopper. One, I'm a partner with the October Development, which is a, a residential real estate developer okay. here, right. to uh, bring a new hotel online uh, right up on East Ohio Street at the corner of Madison Avenue, right by the interchange with Interstate 279. So right. close to you, right Yes, there. it's only a couple blocks from Right, from I'm trying to location. picture it. Yep. Right. Okay. So that'll be there, and that's, that'll be a 96-room. We uh, need that, because when we're in places like oh, Nova so Place glad. here, and the people that, are, that are, are starting to come in and will be coming in as things just keep really progressing. And, and this is a locally-owned company, right? Yes, so it's uh, October, and then you know we're in as, as partners, and we'll manage the place as well. And then we're redeveloping the building next door to it, which is a historic building. Okay. It used to be Working Man's Savings Bank, and then it was a Mellon Bank. and then it Working Man's Savings yeah. Bank. I love that. Uh, then it became known as uh, the Ark House, which was alcohol rehabilitation counseling. Right. And it was you know, basically a, a place where people would get sentenced for alcohol-related right. crimes, DUI and stuff like okay. that, and they would have to stay there. So, huh. But it's been empty for about 10 years, so we're redeveloping that into a, uh, a new 
event space, and we're going to have a rooftop restaurant. Jeez. So it's going to be a neat thing. Really? Yep. Oh, we're going to have to come over there and have oh, we got to check that out. That's yeah. going to be just fantastic. So what are you seeing in the neighborhood in terms of the uptick? Well, you know, what we've been seeing is on the residential side a really good, strong progress, uh, steady progress over the last 30 years. So we opened our Priory Hotel in 1986, and the streets that we were on, Presley and then Lockhart is the one on the other side, uh, there were very few single-family homes at that say, point. Right. Yeah, They've been turned into either apartments or rooming houses. Right. And since that time, virtually all that housing stock has gone back to single-family home ownership. And a lot of these great, great Victorian-era homes right. have been restored. So, so it's just major transformation. Yeah. And then you're seeing new housing development. So where there were empty lots, uh, people, well, like our partners, October Development, have come in and built new housing there. And so they're, they're attracting people from the suburbs in, and, and the housing values have really gotten very strong here. So that's been the good part. The downside, I, I think, a little bit has been the, the commercial strip uh, here in Deutschtown, East Ohio Street. Right. Needs some TLC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got some great core businesses there. Mm-hmm. but uh, It's kind of like an appendage there. Yeah, it, it's kind of been left off, and something needs to come in there and kind of bring it in with the rest. It, it needs to hit a tipping point yeah. is really what it comes okay. down to. And, you know, what we've seen over the last 10 years there is a little, uh, you know, one step forward, one step back type thing. So we're, we're kind of more treading water. Uh, so that's you know the sort of the downside of that, but I'm really really optimistic about the future of, of the entire corridor here. Well, how, how excited were you I when I'm curious, um, how excited were you when, when when Nova Place opened up here to take Allegheny Center and really make it the place that people want to come to? It's a game changer. I mean, the way I look at oh, it wow. is the Nova Place is going to be to our part of the north side here, Deutschtown and Allegheny Center. Uh, it, it's going to be. What Bakery Square was to the East End. It's, uh, it's the very it's good the, analogy, uh, right, right? Right. It's the catalyst that really is going to attract people here. It gives them a reason to come down. Here. And let's not forget AHN. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, a- very good point. AGH and AHN are building. You know, they've got the cancer center strategy, and there's a lot of really good things that are happening on that north North Ave. Re- correct. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, City of Asylum. Yeah, well, there's a lot of great assets here. Mm-hmm. There really are. And the mattress factory. And, and yeah, yeah, you start to spread it out, it's pretty incredible. Well, if you think about it, uh, the north side itself has, uh, you know, I put us up against Oakland anytime for cultural amenities, if you think Without about a doubt. what's here. Oh, right. Oakland is not a cultural amenity hub. It's, I love Oakland. But it's not a cultural amenity hub. R- right. And right. you've got different jewels. I mean, man, you could spend two, three days... Just staying here on the north side as your destination if you were a tourist. That's just true. walking around checking more it out. Of that? Yeah, we're seeing more of that now, really? We've seen a huge uptick in traffic since. So I came in full time to work at the Priory. As, as I mentioned, it's a family owned business. I came in in 2002, so just about 15 years ago. And, uh, and they well, kept you there. <laughs> and they get to there. He's like, surprise, surprise. Well, you know, it's once I got my mom out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much nobody to kick me out, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, we've seen this increase of leisure travel, and it's unbelievable. That's it's fantastic. Great. Pittsburgh's really become more of a destination. We see people from all over the world. It's great. Definitely. So we've got, we got about a minute or so left. Sure. So how do you guys work, work with Expedient? So, well, Expedient, uh, you know, we get to know these uh, fellows from uh, the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, for us, uh, you know, we're obviously not just you, we're not using their data service necessarily. Right. But right. Uh, they're, they're good partners uh, with us because, great. you know, we're always looking – 
to, you know, if, if we're a place that can accommodate people that are coming out of town. Say, they, they got lots of, of folks coming here, and so they know you give them the best experience Pittsburgh has when they stay at the Priory and eat your baked goods. Come on. Yeah, yeah right. I love your bakery. It's so awesome. Yeah, eat, eat, eat more pastries. That's eat more pastries. Right. That'd that's be my mantra for 2018. That's our motto. Eat, eat, eat more pastries. So if people want to learn more about the Priory, where can they go and check you out? So uh, number one website is www.thepriory.com. Okay. We've got all kinds of stuff on there. And we have also have a real active Facebook page. Very cool. John Grant, great. thanks so for stopping out. Well, great to meet you, too. Yeah. Audrey, we are pumped to be bringing yeah, our show. I forgot. The oh, like, a great place. Yeah, we should go there and check that out sometime. We should. Get some baked goods. I'm just saying, man. I could, I'm down for some crawlers. We <laughs> some good stuff today, too. So Absolutely. bacon and cheddar scones. So. Ooh, even better yet. Now you're talking. Mm. we got a great show in front of us tonight. We have Opal Business Solutions stopping by. We have the Carnegie Science Center. No stranger to Tech no, 5 Radio right. right here on the north side. And, of course, our friends from Expedient will be stopping by to tell us more about this data center they got going on here, the expansion of it, and really all the cool services that Expedient has to offer. We get to have way too much fun hanging out here doing our show, Audrey. Awesome. I love it, man. I love it. So keep your dial tuned right here to uh, Tech Vibe Radio coming from Expedient. Go to Expedient.com to learn more about them. Go to PGHtech.org to learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We love helping tech companies succeed since 1983. Good Lord, it's a long time. We love it. We love it. Follow us on Twitter, at PGHtech. This is Jonathan Kirshning. And this is Audrey Russo. We'll be right back after this quick break. I can't think of a better way to spend a Friday night than hanging out here at Expedience Expanded Data Center at Nova Place. Way too much fun taking the show on the road. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, what do you like best about hanging out at the Expedient Data Center? Well, first of all, it's a flashback for me. Yeah. It's like a flashback city here. Not that I was here at Expedient, but I've been involved in this work before. Exactly. In previous life, so I love what they're doing. I love their build-out. I'm excited for them. I'm in the middle of the epicenter of what's happening. Here. Absolutely. If you go to and, Expedient. And uh, yep. providing the support that people need in tech to do their jobs, getting themselves closer to business. So, exactly. so who do we have in the house? Yeah. Scott Davidson. Scott Davidson, Opal yeah. Business Solutions. Very much. So what is Opal Business Solutions? Give us a little elevator pitch. What's uh, Opal all about? Absolutely. Opal Business Solutions uh, started about, I want to say, 15, 16 years ago. Okay. Mm. And started it exclusively as a Dynamics GP, or Great Plains at the time, reseller. Ah, okay. We know, we know Great, Great Plains. Plains. Right. Absolutely. Uh, nothing more fun than accounting software. <laughs> But uh, it, that was all we did to start out with. So just did a uh, Dynamics GP, um, worked with a handful of clients, started with none, built up to one, two. And over the years, some of our clients said, hey, we have a server. Can you manage a server, too? So we added some server guys, some What's networking, that? managed yeah. services. Just kept single opportunities, um, kept adding them on to provide, yeah. Exactly. And the next thing they asked for was, uh, well, we'd like to customize this. And I'm not a developer, more of an accounting background. So right. You know, brought in some development resources, and um, so now we do the managed services. We'll do hardware. We'll do still the GP. We do CRM. We'll do Microsoft across the board. Um, reporting, Microsoft BI, custom development. What so, do you not do? <laughs> so uh, so I, you get to have a lot of fun then. you got something new to work on all the time, right? It, it is new every day. It's always exciting. And every client's different. And so a lot of times we'll be working with a client, and it's completely different than the way another client does it. So you always have to put on kind of a different approach um, to be able to jump into their shoes and figure out what's important to their business. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So what is it that propelled you to start this? 
I actually worked for a different Microsoft GP partner uh, prior to doing this, and it was 1997, so I've been doing this about 20 years. GP. Fantastic. I love it. Two decades. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Jonathan's been at the Tech Council for two decades. That's right. So, so it's a long haul. It um, is. Right. And I just so saw a lot decide, of things yeah. that... Number one, uh, the focus with the previous company and with a lot of companies is to go in and make the sale. You know, we want to make the sale, right. we want to get the software in. Right. And where I really saw uh, the, the big breakdown was with the service side of it. So our business is extremely service focused. Um, okay. you know, we, we certainly would lay, love to have new customers, but mo- a lot of times we inherit customers that were sold a, a software and it sold a bill of goods, and it didn't really work the way that they And they're stuck it. with this stuff, exactly. and they want it to work. Real, never right. does. So we come in, and, and right. we re-implement, and we'll Which put it in place. Which makes them sad at first, right? At first. But you make them happy at the end. We, we try to. It sometimes can be a rough road. And right. they've been upset. They're mad. They're, they're right. irritated. They're confused. But it's not understand. the software. And mid-market software, and I'll tell a lot of clients, you know, they pretty much all do the same thing. So you, you have to really hone in on what the service is what you, you want makes you stand out. Right. So right. if people are listening, what kinds of what point are they at in their cycle or technology issues that they should reach out to you? So what what, what is that critical point where you know that you're really a right fit for them? Yeah. The, the number one thing that we th- that we see is that uh, we'll start working with a client and they'll say, oh, well, we're already doing that and we have the spreadsheet. We're already, can we, we take care of that matrix or that report or we do this every day, we put it in this spreadsheet okay. and we email it to everybody and, you know, there's a better way to do that. So mid-market software is very customizable and that information should be able to be put into the software, either integrated from other places or uh, reporting from there and automatically distributed and disseminated to people in the organization. So, you know, if if you're looking at it for a spreadsheet every day, if someone's maintaining a spreadsheet every day, if you're putting some kind of, you know, hey, every time this happens, we go to our spreadsheet, we put it in our magic spreadsheet, right. we put deposits in this one, we put withdrawals right. over here, we put inventory or bill of materials, you should start looking to some kind of a mid-market package so to automate that. So you have good expertise then in some of those back-end business processes. Absolutely. So the the core of our team has accounting backgrounds, oh, so we understand awesome. the accounting of how to do it. Right. Uh, what so they trying understand to the workflows and the business process. That's right. Okay. And then we've worked with the software so long that we understand what the software capabilities are right. natively, what can be tweaked easily, wow. what might need to be customized. And then we'll work all the way through. You know, we have certain public clients that they have very specific audit exceptions. Yeah, sure. And, well, the software maybe doesn't do that, but we can take those back. We can build it in through development and make the software do that. So are you seeing the trend that the, that the software that you're supporting is becoming more customizable or less customizable in terms of when there's upgrades? Or are we still living in that world of here's what you buy, here's what you get, and you're going to have to customize it, and then there's a risk that when there's an upgrade, you've got to... Without a doubt, it's so much more customizable now. Is it? Um, GP is one that we focus on, but if you take a look at Dynamic... Great Plains. And if you take a look at Dynamic CRM, CRM is pretty much um, anything relationship management. Mm-hmm. So right. um, it used to be it just didn't customer. used to be. It used it to be like a sales and marketing tool. That's correct. And right. it was very rigid in what it did and what it allowed you to do. Mm-hmm. Now right. the customization tools are just incredible. So, so do you see uh, those companies getting better in terms of making sure that when people spend that amount of money and time customizing their apps, that when there's an upgrade, the likelihood of those customizations yeah, being it, hardened into the software? 
That's one of the things that's so impressive to me is that they're able to separate the customization logic out of the actual application. So that's awesome. And make it even happen, more right. easy to upgrade, um, specifically right. like the CRM product. Um, mm -hmm. And doing it in a cloud, in a cloud base, and you wonder how in a cloud-based situation right. can you... Uh, that's can what I was going to ask you about, is how everything's going to the cloud and then the security that goes behind that as well. People, right. it's, it's, it's their secret sauce, all their financials Absolutely. are being handled, so it's a big responsibility you guys have to help it people is. manage that stuff. It is. And each organization is different, so sometimes um, they're not as critical when it comes to security. Right. Um, but that factor is always there, and we have to build it to, to the organization. Absolutely. So in, in terms of how broad, how broad of access they can have, and some people are more specific on what they can and can't do. Very much so. Um, but it's, it's definitely there. Um, security's come a long way. And being able to roll out uh, customizations easily uh, through mm -hmm. secure mechanisms and things like that. I love it. So we've got a couple of minutes left. We are talking to Scott Davidson from uh, Opal Business Solutions. Uh, so what are you thinking about for 2018? I can't believe we're staring down the barrel of a new year. And as you mentioned before, your platforms are more flexible to develop from. Like, you must be paying attention to some crazy stuff out there. What are you thinking about for 2018 when it comes to tech and your, your clients' needs and all that kind of fun stuff? Right. Um, what we really try to do is to um, is, is to work with clients to give them uh, a very predictable uh, uh, service delivery method that we can incorporate across the board. So I mentioned we do you know some hardware, we do the software, we do GP, and we try to incorporate where it's going to be too difficult for them to go out and mm -hmm. source all those different areas of expertise, and, and we try to really deliver a, uh, a full package. And that's what we want to continue to do to, through 2018 is to um, deliver one package that we can uh, size to each individual client, give them the applications that they need, and then uh, to provide the services based on, you know, all, from hardware to all the mm -hmm. way through to software and whatever it is. Absolutely. And real fast, your relationship with Expedient. Expedient's been great. Yeah. Um, we just had a ma major disaster. We had a different data center. Expedient, we already had contracted. Um, we were able to roll over to them very quickly. Nice. Um, wow. They've done such a tremendous job of stepping up. You know, we had servers that crashed, and you know, it was just really put us in a bad situation. So right. Expedient jumped in. We had things ready to go. Yeah. And then they just mm -hmm. expedited it, and we were really able to. Fantastic. To get up to speed very quickly. How cool is that? So People want to learn more about it. Great. Yeah. Oh, that's why we're here. Yeah, we're, we, we love being partners with them. So people want to learn more about Opal, where can they go and check you guys out? Check us out at www.opalbiz.com. It's O-P-A-L-B-I-Z.com. Thank you. Yep. Love it. So. Thank you so much, Scott. Look forward to Thanks for hanging out with us. Very yeah. nice talking to you. Very cool stuff. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Technology Council, and we are bringing you this show from Expedience Expanded Data Center here at Nova Place. We love taking the show on the road. More Tech Vibe Radio coming up. After this quick break, I swear. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Go to Twitter at pghtech. I just love Friday nights. It's the best night of the week. We get to talk to the coolest people, hang out the coolest places. Well, now we're going to get ready to talk about, you know, someone who's helped change the face of the Carnegie Science Center. Absolutely. On the north side, here with us at Expedience. I keep forgetting that's considered the north side. I know. Yeah, we're considered the north side. It's I know. north side, north shore. It's north shore. It's yeah. just me. Just I call being a loser. Right. I just didn't no, think of that. I think it's awesome. I think the work that you're doing is, is incredible. We, do. we have Ann Mesker here from the Carnegie Science Center. Yes. yes. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're oh. no stranger to the show. We love having you stop by. Well, I love to hang out with you guys, especially on a Friday night. 
Um, you and you know, there's all kinds of cool stuff going on at the Science Center. This was Star Wars too. tonight, right? Yeah, Star Wars still tonight. Star Wars, big time Star Wars wow. tonight. Wow, it's, de- it's debuting tonight. Um, well, we had a couple shows oh, before. In the okay, day. Yeah, then, okay. Yeah. I thought I thought uh, it was until it got dark outside no, no, that they no, could no, bring no, out no. the lasers and stuff, right? No, we had. Okay, uh, yeah, but <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. It's in 3D with this amazing Dolby Atmos system, 45 speakers, and you consider that. You know, your, short, your typical Cineplex screen has has 14 speakers and right. these are 45, so you can oh really gosh. feel the sound. This is a universe that you want to visit, I promise you. Very cool. I love oh, that it. That is so fun. That's I think we should do like a private showing one day. Why not? Right? I think we should. So, Ann, awesome. the last time we had you on the show, just recently, we were talking about the nominations for the Carnegie Science Awards that are happening in May. That's I know great. that the nominations are close. I hope you got tons of nominations. We got year. lots of nominations. We have so many tremendous, tremendous people to sort through as yeah. we're trying, as our committees sort through and try right. to figure out who the winners are for 2018. And you guys are more than 20 years into honoring like, the best and brightest minds when it comes to education and technology and entrepreneurship. All that stuff is making Pittsburgh great. That's exactly right, and we love it. And the thing that we really love about our awards program um, is that in, in addition to honoring adults and companies, yeah. we're honoring teachers right. and kids. You know, I love that. Exactly. I love those stories because that you do about teachers. I mean, teachers are the heroes. That's right. The exactly. teachers right. are the catalyst. Right. They are the catalyst. I just finished speaking to a bunch of high school students, um, women, young women, and talking to them. And, you know, it's, it always shocks me how underappreciated and how intense that work is. I think and that's I think true. you've been able to translate that in science in particular. Well, teachers are our heroes. Uh, and, and, you know, if you think about these uh, award winners, these accomplished scientists and, and corporations oh. who are honored, they were all once little kids. And who got them where they are? They're teachers. Well, teachers. Exactly. That's right? a good way Very to put cool. it. Yeah. So when will you mm-hmm. have the the winners announced? It's going to be shortly. We're going to be announcing the winners toward the end of January, right. beginning of February. Right, right, right. And then we'll be having the ceremony, of course, at the in beginning May. of May. You always know it's the first week of May. It is the first Friday night in May. Yes. Big awards go on. Absolutely. And we're, we're, we're glad to be part of that and just encourage everyone to take part in that. If people want to learn more about the awards, where can they go? They can go to our website, mm-hmm. uh, CarnegieScienceCenter.org, mm-hmm. and there's a special tab at the top there is. that says awards. You click it, and you get all the info there, and when the time comes, register for it and attend the event, because it's a great night to celebrate and shine. That's exactly right, and I would be not minding my manners if I yes. didn't say thank you to the Tech Council oh, for your support really? over all of these uh, years. Wow, we we really that? appreciate I uh, what you've done you for us. I would someone who doesn't mind their manners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Audrey said the way in, that ain't is so mannerful. <laughs> She's got the best manners we know. She's got like the best manners of anyone. That's Most of really our Tech Vibe guests we have to correct. That's the nicest thing anybody said to me all day, Audrey. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wait, let's pop open the beer for you here. Exactly, exactly. Oh, my gosh. No, you're changing the face of what's happening here in Pittsburgh in a way that is right. just so important. Making well, sure it's accessible. Yes. Making sure that you have the best of the best. Yeah. Well, my co-director, Ron Bailey, and I are really thrilled that we are in the home stretch 
on this expansion project. We've been really working on this Tell project. Tell us about this expansion because this it's is huge. Because I mean, great. something that's been an asset for so long is now becoming even bigger. We yes. Yeah. We've been working on this plan really since 2010. Wow. And just now oh it's becoming my. visible to to the community. Right. We're under um, construction, well under construction for the new PPG Science Pavilion, which is a Riverside expansion on okay. the existing Amazing. Science Center building. And opening the theater last month was really just the first, first phase right, exactly. of the entire project. So we'll be opening a whole new suite of STEM learning labs uh, for teacher professional development and for student activities. We're having a two-story traveling exhibition gallery, and so we'll be bringing in blockbuster exhibitions to Pittsburgh, exhibitions that currently don't come to the city. Right. Now they have the facilities to do it. We have the facilities right. to do it, and right on the riverfront. And then the top level of the new PPG Science Pavilion is Point View Hall. It's an event and conference space with an extraordinary view of the point. Outdoor terrace yeah, will be a perfect a place. I've seen the mock up joint. It's just amazing. All kinds of events, yeah. And so we're we're very excited. We'll be opening that in the middle of June. Um, It'll be here before you know it. Before we know it. We have to get through this dark winter of construction, <laughs> exactly. and then it will be summer again. You timed it wonderfully. Well, construction is never fun, no. but it's really fun to think about the end result. Exactly. And, and actually, I should say that the construction really is separated largely from our main you can experience all the goodness of the Science Center without the construction getting in your way. Absolutely. Visitors can come and see us, and the miniature railroad is open, and that, I know that's always a favorite during this holiday season. It's that time season. of year. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And yes. And so, so how many people come through this time of year? Obviously, you probably get, with the holidays, people are off. It's such a, a cool amenity, but people are home, and they're more focused, so they want to go and experience it. I'm, I'm assuming you get a nice spike. Yeah, yeah. So I will say that we are the number one visited museum in Pittsburgh over the course of a year. We see about okay. 500 500,000 oh, on site. 500,000. Yes. That's and a lot of and people. I would say that the period from Thanksgiving to um, New Year's yeah, Day that is, is like really the, the, the biggest, biggest visitation. And also the summer. I mean, any, I would think the summer. Anytime yeah. school is out is right. when, is when uh, people come to the Science Center, but really it's all year round. And I always tell people who ask me this time of year about the Miniature Railroad, I say the best time to come and see us is probably the end of January. That's uh-huh. the best time to come and have the place to yourself. It's cleared out. And it's cleared out, and the railroad is open, and you can you can really spend That's time awesome. and have a have a great time. I want to go see the railroad. Now. You should come and see the railroad. You know, our new model this year is Permantis, the original Permantis structure from 1933 in the Strip District. We've, it's done in miniature. Will it be a car with Permantis sandwiches driving? <laughs> You're too late for that. Oh man! But you can look in. You can look in the windows in the, the windows miniature railroad and see and people getting French fries put on top of their That's sandwiches. That's exactly right. <laughs> you, have, you have two scale French fries <laughs> that go on inside there. That takes work to do. You it know. does. No, absolutely. How, wow. how cool is that? So obviously, 2018. This is like probably one of the busier times. How long have you, have you been uh, uh, the co-director of, of the uh, Science Center? Uh, uh, Ron and I have uh, worked together as co-directors since 2009. Wow. Okay. And really the first thing we started to do when we were um, appointed yeah. was we started this strategic plan okay. that we called that. Vision 2020. Ah. And this that. project is, are the, is the fruit, really, of, make, of that plan. You, you got two more years to 2020 to we make this all We have two more happen. years to 2020, yeah. You could be ahead of schedule. We are ahead of schedule. <laughs> yeah. Can you name it? 2019? 
2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really wanted to plan out all of the all of the components that were right. needed for the Science Center to really move into its next iteration, and uh, here we are. So, can you take a deep breath pretty soon? Oh, we hope so. Good we hope Lord. so. Not for a few months now. I haven't now. seen you take a deep breath. Since you're going to be saying you're going to say we have Project 2040 <laughs> coming up next. And you're going to start but all I over again. I've seen them stop since 2009. I know. Well, I think that um, the summer of 2018 is going to be really groundbreaking, and, yeah. I, and we're really excited to be welcoming visitors from, from the Pittsburgh area. But we think that the uh, new Traveling Exhibition Gallery will also attract a lot of visitors from outside our region, For and sure. that's always a good thing. Yeah. So, and what are your thoughts on a Nova Place here? I mean, to see Expedient, they're, they're just literally almost double the size of their data center here. We're seeing all these crazy transformations with Ferris properties. You know, being part of the, the North Shore and the North mm-hmm. I mean, how do you see our trajectory happening here now? Yeah, it's such a vibrant place now, and it's a place that people are talking about, and yeah. there's a lot of buzz. And it's this kind of uh, it's this kind of really solid corporate environment, but it's also all of the entertainment district, and it's really a, a vital part of our city. Um, we're proud to be part of it. I mean, we were one of the early tenants. Oh, sure. And then you were I, one of the pioneers right, out yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, and then right. Field came after us, and all of course, all of the Forget development. Forget about all that's happened since you guys have been here. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And Rivers Casino and PNC Park, and now this for this to be revitalized, it's really it's really a great North Side story. Absolutely. So we've got a couple, a couple minutes left. We you know with, with the holiday season in full gear, we've got to remind people of the great things that are happening. Star Wars is happening now. Star Wars the is happening. The train, now. of course. What else is going on at the Science Center? Well, all of the interactive things, and one of our favorite days of the year yeah. is January first. Okay. That's called Mess Fest. Mess Fest. Mess Fest, and okay. that's the day where we bring out all of our messiest, goopiest, sloppiest. <laughs> Experiments. <laughs> okay. And it's a great day to come down um, with the little ones and um, see, Oob, you know, play with Ooblek. You know Ooblek. what Ooblek is? Yeah. It's a non-Newtonian substance. A non-Newtonian. And it, it's, yes, it's and it's like pasty and yeah, feeling it's pasty it. and feeling and mm-hmm. it's safe, right? It's safe. It's safe. Of course, it's safe. And we, you know, we paint and we slop and we do everything messy that day. Do you do that? Yeah, of course. You jump in? Oh, I don't jump in. No, nobody jumps in. Everybody just sticks their but hands in the pool. You're able to, I meant jump in, sort of, <laughs> figuratively. It's not the polar yeah, plunge, right? Want you, I meant, like, do you go in and you oh, get yes. your hands dirty oh, and absolutely, you get it's, all messy? It's, yeah, it's a really fun day to get messy. <laughs> I love it. And I'll tell you what else. What's that? The great thing the parents tell us is it's something to do on New Year's Day because there's not a lot else to right. do on New Year's Day. And then you can leave all the mess at the Science Center and go home. Exactly. You have, like, showers there for everyone to rinse off? No. Well, the kids can rinse off. <laughs> we have little aprons that the kids can <laughs> wear <laughs> so they don't get their clothes completely messy. But, so okay, listen. Keep up the great work. Exactly. We look forward to 2018. Yep. You're rocking it. You've been an anchor tenant of this this area for longer than what is happening right now. So you should feel great Thanks. about being part of the future. Thank Absolutely. you. We're excited to bring it to Pittsburgh. For sure. CarnegieScienceCenter.org. That's it. You can learn it all there and, and plan some fun stuff over the uh, holiday break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio from Expedient with Expedient. We're going to learn more about the expanded data center, all the great stuff happening here at Nova Place. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Head on over to Twitter at pghtech. We'll be right back at this quick break, I swear. We saved the absolute best for last. 
Our Tech Vibe neighborhood tour is coming to a conclusion, but we always do the TNTs. We could be back at Expedient sometime soon. Anytime, probably. But we've been having just way too much fun hanging out in the new expanded data center here at Expedient at Nova Place on the north shore, north side. I always get the sides and the shores mixed up. We're north. It's a little bit north and the heart of it all. And we just had way too much fun interviewing some of the coolest people in the neighborhood in Pittsburgh's tech sector here at Expedient. And now we're talking to the guys that make it happen here at Expedient. We have David Burks and Rob Phillips here. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having yeah, us. First off, our minds are blown. We can't believe how cool your new data center is. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Give us some specs. Well, uh, we, uh, we had 18,000 square foot of, of compute space here. Yeah. And we just, uh, that's the raised floor. Right. Um, we're adding another 10,000 uh, square feet. Just 10,000? Just 10,000 for now, <laughs> <laughs> until we fill that. Absolutely. The overall, the overall expansion is almost 20. But 20, but, right. But you've got the um, you got the conference room, you've got the operation support center, um, you know, all of the uh, switching gear and stuff. So out of that 20,000, 10,000 is usable raised floor space gotcha. for our clients. And even even though it's really a data center in and of itself, it's all supported by its its own infrastructure, power cooling, all that sort of thing. Uh, it's part of uh, three thousand square feet uh, over eleven data centers in seven cities. So all tied together with uh, a fiber network that yep. uh, that will be expanding uh, soon as well. So it's really just like having one giant data right. center. It's right. really great, yeah. so that you so. can really. Be backup and primary for backup. almost anyone yep. at any disaster time. recovery backup right. primary. Right. Um. So you know, it was interesting is talking to people about, and particularly those people who are in tech and doing services inside their companies, about how much they've been freed up. You know, very often that you know that's like ah, oh, that sounds like a sales pitch, but honestly, we've spoken <clears> with people <throat> who have just said, you know what, I've I took my eye off the ball by spending all this time trying to do the work yeah. that can be done by someone else who actually can focus on it. Well, it was really actually cool hearing yeah. that. We, we, we see a lot of that. That's, that's mm-hmm. a big part of um, our, our push in the last few years. We started off, it was 90% of people bringing their own computers here, right. putting them in our space, and they right. were still managing a lot of that stuff. Because they can't let them go. Right. Right. We like it's our stuff. <laughs> it's an emotional thing. So, but now, yeah, now much more, it's gone into infrastructure as a service, uh, cloud computing, right. and you're you're exactly right. We we hear that all the time. You've got talented IT teams, and they have projects to do. They've got forward facing uh, business projects to uh, you know to work on, and they're constantly getting sucked back right. in because things keep breaking. Right. Things need upgrading. Things need mm-hmm. patching. And what we're able to do by having them come into our infrastructure, we do all of that. I refer to it as plumbing work. We do all of that you plumbing do. You do the for them. Work, right. And then they don't have to keep the expertise on their teams. They can get their tech teams closer to their to critical the business. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and we've been path. saying that. We've been trying to sell that for I years. Know. And, I know. And, uh, you know, it was, like it was, in, it was now, embraced right? somewhat. But now they're telling us now, it's like, look, we get it. Um, we'll let you do the blocking and tackling, mm-hmm. and then we can focus on the critical part. Of and once you start seeing how it actually works, they're like, wait a yeah. second here. <laughs> I, As I can, someone comes yeah. out of this world myself, people get attached to their stuff. You know, particularly people who have been in an organization for a while, they get attached to it. They get attached to 
having that be part of their work world. Right. Yeah. So there's and a trust factor as well, too. Obviously, right. when you've been holding on to something for so long, to say, I'm going to let this over for you guys right. to take care of it. Well, right, because they don't understand that their liability changes, right? So right. the shift of the responsibility and the partnership. Yeah, but well, once they come, to he- they come here and they see what we have here right. and they realize... Oh, we don't have that. There's, yeah. we don't have there's that. no way they right. can do it for, right. for, for any uh, right. know, sensible amount right. of money. So, uh, you know, they're actually more secure here. They realize it's probably a good move right. as far as it goes. So tell me more about the investment here. I mean, this costs some serious dollars to make this stuff happen. And like you said, this is part and you've of... you've made that investment. And you've made really that investment. Which is just that's what's making Pittsburgh pop these days. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're putting two hundred million into the facility overall here, right? Um, and they have a place, and, yeah. And, uh, right. We're spending fourteen million on, on just our. That's yeah. you're you're, you're doing your part. <laughs> you're doing your part. No, that is just so exciting to, for you as a company to be to be doing that. I mean. You would only do that if you're going to make money on this. And that's what it's about. You know, this is part yeah. of you growing Expedient and offering the best of breed services for, one, one for of customers. The, one of the great things about what Expedient is doing, uh, data centers are a uh, very popular front-of-mind industry. Yeah. There's a lot of venture capital involved. There's a lot Definitely. of, there's a lot of um, investment interest. When, when, when you see that investment interest, what you do is you start losing a little bit of local control. Um, we've been very fortunate that we're privately held. Uh, That's very unique, too, isn't it, for you to be privately held? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We're debt-free. So when we expand a data center, whether it's Pittsburgh, Boston, wherever it is, right. we put forth the plan to management. Management approves the plan. and It happens. Uh, it's funded. It's and, done. And, and it goes. And they right. fund it. Exactly. So, so it gives you a lot more mobility, more flexibility. Absolutely. Because you're not beholden to outside investors. So, absolutely. When you think of all the different ranges of companies that just exist in any, in any city or any region, we, like any other place, have small to big. Where's your sweet spot? So where... You know, should should someone who's in a startup and as they think about scaling, start here and start putting their stuff here right away? That's what's also unique about us. We we can we can you know talk to the mom and pops all the way right. up to the Fortune 100s, Fortune 50s, and and have something to talk about. So should to people offer. be thinking about this as they start? You know, getting their first round of investment, and you know, even though they're small, yes. that this is an option for them. It is that an option. Really you can grow with them, yeah. as that, far as that goes. That's that's our model. Of, you know, pays you grow. Right. So we can offer you, um, you know, really, and it really, it's almost like an insurance policy. You know, you pay for as much security as you you feel comfortable with or can afford. Yeah. So, Rob. What do you say is the best thing about being an expedient? I mean, you can be working anywhere you want, but you're hanging out here doing what you do. The snacks. We the snacks? Great snacks. <laughs> yeah. great snacks. Yeah. What, what did you have for snacks today? I, I like the peanuts myself, the honey roasted peanuts. But no, um, what's, what's really, uh, what's really uh, great about the company is, um, you know, they, uh, they're always trying to uh, skate where the puck's going to be. Right, right. And so sense. Sense. We're, we're trying to. We're trying. We, we spend a lot of time thinking about where the industry is going, yep. what customers are going to be doing in five years from now. So, for example, uh, you know, today uh, folks realize that they're not just forklifting an environment and putting all of it in a data center or half of it in right. colo or half of it in, in cloud. Right. They're looking at it from a workload perspective or an application perspective. And so where we're going to be in five years, we'll, 
we're, the trend is, is, is going towards this multi-cloud str- uh, strategy, and that's where customers will be looking at, okay, this application will be here, right. this application will be here, it might be a different uh, technology platform, it might be a different cloud platform, mm-hmm. and that's, uh, that's what I love about Expedia, because we're looking at those things, too, Very cool. and that's where we want to be, to be able to offer you that, that multi-cloud. How about you, David? So, just to dovetail off what Rob said, um, as you know, before I came to Expedient, I've been here two years, I worked for a company that was a vendor of Expedient, and it was all about trying to fill that space of need where the large manufacturers, and in our case, the large cloud environment, mm-hmm. not everybody is big enough to really move the needle right. for them. So it's not only about providing the service that the big boys maybe don't want to provide to a certain mm-hmm. size company, but it's doing it with the kid glove care. And it, it's the white glove superior service. Because if you go into, uh, if you want to get into some of the larger uh, you know, enterprise size clouds, you've still got to have the team to do all that work yourself. You're still dealing with the right. migration yourself. You've Makes got sense. to know what yeah. you're doing. At that mid-tier, People want to get out of the hardware game and get into the cloud, but it's scary if you don't really have the on... Technology we were saying earlier. Yeah, you don't don't have the talent to do it yourself. We have teams that will, on the front end, will help you figure out what you need, size it, and build it. We have teams that will help you on board as you come in. And on the back end, we've got client care teams that can help you with ongoing Mm. issues. And it's a level of service. I mean, quite frankly, you know know what I'm going to say next is... Western Pennsylvania, the Midwest. If you can do business in that area, mm. and Pittsburgh is a super microcosm. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right, if right. you can get what you need in an infrastructure as a service cloud environment, but deal with a Pittsburgh company, you can get them across the table and look them in the eyes. That's way better than a one eight hundred number that somebody may absolutely. have to answer. Absolutely. So we're you know we're, we're we're not only giving them the technical that they're looking for, uh, the technical environment they're looking for, but we're still keeping it in that hand-holding, you know, familiar presence. Yeah. Well, we can offer them the cloud they can touch. The, the cloud, cloud they, they can, can touch. touch. <laughs> it's a soft cloud. And, 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 and we're also now looking at ways of, of putting the cloud on their premise if, if they... Uh, I've been hearing a lot about that yeah. service now, that people, they want to have the cloud, but yeah, at their right. location, yeah, so right. it's, it's between that, proximity. That baby step, that's one way of doing yeah. it. So instead, of, instead of hugging their mm-hmm. own servers, they yeah. can now hug their own cloud. They can hug their own cloud. <laughs> oh, so, so in 2018, I see a lot of cloud hugging going on. <laughs> what, else will people, what else will people be, be doing in 2018? We've got about a minute or so, and we've got to wind up the ship. Well, the, uh, you know, Rob, Rob just gave a good, uh, a, a good in, insert to that. Is the, the next big thing is the, uh, the ability for people to put the cloud in their data center. Um, we see that as, as a next step for us as far as our um, disaster recovery product. We've got a, we've got a unique uh, and innovative disaster recovery product where not only if you declare a disaster do you have an infrastructure you can spin up, but we have the ability to flop over wow. your dynamic network, your IP Very space, cool. your firewalls, your load balances. Everything. So it's, it's really stepping beyond disaster recovery into business continuity. Right. 
flavor, right? Never goes down. Yeah. So you know, so uh, once once uh, if we put the cloud on your site and we have that ISP IP space to play with, then we can yeah. get really really granular. Absolutely. And, and you know, really drill down into into uh, keeping it resilient. So we go to expedient.com and can learn all about this. And uh, Audrey and I had way too much fun hanging out with you guys yeah, tonight. Great. We always we, do. We Thanks love for coming. seeing yeah. this type of thing <laughs> happening in Pittsburgh. And Expedient's been leading. I mean, Expedient's like really. You guys have been around forever. I mean, really part of Pittsburgh's tech bedrock here, as far as that goes. Yeah. You know, being here in the new Nova place, yeah, yeah we're, fourteen we're, million dollar expansion. Yeah. Oh, come we're, on! This we're very happy to be part stories. of the renaissance that's going on on the north side. You guys are driving it, man! Absolutely, we're trying. Yeah, come down and see us. I think everybody who came here today was quite surprised. Right. They, Definitely, they man. And said, "Wow." Absolutely. This has been here for a while. Fantastic. Well, we're all out of time, but don't worry. More Tech Vibe Radio coming your way every single Friday. And I guarantee you in 2018, we'll be hanging out Expedient one more time without a doubt. So much fun. So much fun. This has been Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Busa. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.